James Blower, president of Paris's Jersey Football Club. My name is Cassie Wattell and I am media and communications director for Canifa. Sportscast Jersey, the voice of violence. Hello and welcome to Sportscast Jersey. Today's show is a Canifa special as I talk to Parishes of Jersey president James Blower as well as various Canifa officials. I talked to them at the Canifa annual AGM, which was hosted at the Grand Hotel, Jersey. Sportscast Jersey, the voice of violent sports. Up first, I talked to Parachute of Jersey President James Blower and find out his reaction to the Canifa 2020 World Cup draw, which is being held in North Macedonia. Let's start at the very start. Have you always been into your football? Yeah, from a really early age. My my dad used to take me to Norwich games. Um, I grew up as a Norwich City fan. I probably went to my, I think my first game was just before my seventh birthday. Went and saw, funny enough, your team. So <laughs> we were 3-0 down to Man United at um, at half time. and came back in the second half to win, sorry, to draw 3-3. And, and that was kind of the start of um, of kind of watching Norwich and then I was probably about um, eight where I got into sort of playing at, at school. We had a team in the last year of, of my first school and I played in, in that as a striker and I kind of never looked back since. So yeah, I've, I've, football's kind of always been part of my life as far as I, back as I can remember really. Did you ever come to Jersey and play football in Jersey? I, we, we were having this conversation when we were doing the tour today and, and I can't actually remember coming over here in a playing capacity. I played in played and scored in Alderney um, and, and obviously played in, in Guernsey for a, for a few sides, um, played all the grounds there and, and you know did get some of their local trophies. But I can't actually remember coming over here and, and playing for a, for a Guernsey team over here. Probably the only exception was playing for, we did a pre-season friendly Guernsey Athletics against uh, Jersey Scottish up at the airport before the pitches were, were ready, uh, which uh, Craig Fletcher's never been allowed to uh, to live down because I, uh, I got the winning goal for, uh, for af- athletics. Uh, um, but Fletcher was j- jokes that uh, got him, uh, got, got Jersey Scottish a sponsorship deal, so it was worth letting one, uh, letting one in. But uh, yeah, that, I think that's the only that's the only game I can remember actually coming over and, and kind of playing um, for um, for a Guernsey team. Uh, how did you first meet James Scott? Then when, when was that? So I met James probably around sort of two thousand and ten time. I got a job in two thousand and eight running Clydesdale Bank International in um, in Guernsey uh, um, it grew pretty quickly and we got quite a bit of business over over here so I used to come over quite quite regularly I got introduced to um, Dave Kennedy and Pat Brennan who are kind of local football royalty really <laughs> and uh, uh, and the the kind of Scottish story at the time a bit of a sleeping giant had kind of fallen on sort of tough tough times but the right people off the field Kind of sort of sat with um, the story of Clydesdale in the in the UK and and what we were trying to do to to grow the business and um, and put right and some of that was part of what I was doing setting up the offshore savings bank for them and and it just kind of it you know it it resonated with 
me and it looked an ideal opportunity to to help sort of promote the business over here i'd been looking for something so we we did a uh, a deal and um i sponsored the scottish for for several years and james was club captain at the at the time and a pretty regular fixture at, at white back and, and you know we just got on we just uh um yeah got from sort of the start really a lot a huge respect for what he he achieved as a as a player and the consistency he played at for so many years his loyalty to scottish um so yeah we just we just clicked uh, basically from from very early on when did the very first conversation happen about parachute jersey or maybe even creating a new team to play against european worldwide players the kind of the very kind of very beginnings of it what was while james was was still playing but coming coming towards the end of his playing days and and i said to him you know if you want to do something when you've you've finished playing and you've had enough um or your body's had enough work you know whichever comes first um yeah get, let's have a chat and i'll you know i'll back you or I'll, I'll help you whatever i I can whether that's you know some sponsorship or whether that's off the field or or how you know however we'll definitely um definitely have a conversation and then um summer of 2018 was the world um cup in in London and James became aware of of Kanifa. um he'd he'd uh I think he would have liked to have done the Jersey Scottish manager's job if if he could have had the could have committed to the time and I you know I did speak to him about that and said oh, I'll help you as much if you want to do it I'll I'll help you and he you know he said that it's probably too much and I think this came up and and it kind of resonated with him I, I saw it because I, I, I live in Essex and there's a there's a lot of the games that were held very close to my home I know people who went to um, some of the games as well so I. I kind of picked up on it, and and we had a conversation fairly, fairly quickly after that. And James said, you know, this seems to be an ideal route. Uh, the you know we've both been critical of the lack of game time for senior players in in Jersey, and and yeah, that that kind of the, the idea was cemented. And, and, and as you know, with James, doesn't uh, doesn't let the grass grow. Uh, so it didn't take very long before we had a first game booked in and everything uh, everything sorted and. Uh, yeah, the rest is kind of history. Was it hard to get people on board, both sponsorship-wise and also the players themselves? Uh, it, it's always hard to get sponsorship money, particularly when you're setting up something from scratch. You you need to have some some credibility, and and that's hard to to demonstrate when you haven't got going. So it relies on kind of the goodwill of of the of, of people you know to to help get you going. I think um, you know James. Um, yeah, did, did well in terms of, of speaking to St Peter's early on and getting them on board. I think one of the things we've we've both had as a, a philosophy is that you have to speak to the kind of important people and the players uh, and, and keep them informed what's going on and, and that has to be the good and the bad stuff. And uh, you know sometimes it's it isn't always good news, but it's better that you tell that news and um, that you share those. Uh, those those problems with the players, and you're honest about you know, what you're going to do, or if something you know isn't going to happen, that you you tell that story, and and I think that's the philosophy we've stuck by from day one. I think that's why you know James has got the the respect of the the players, both for his um, you know his, his career that he's had, and and also because of his honesty and his approach off the 
off the pitch as well in in his first managerial role. Um, your very first game was actually here in Jersey, St Peter's, and you played Yorkshire. How proud was it that moment where that little idea actually came into reality? Oh, it was a really proud moment. I mean, it was a, it was a fantastic day. I, yeah, we had um, so many people that helped make that happen, and it's it's wonderful when you stand on the sidelines and. Uh, yeah, we had f- over 400 people at St Peter's and that, that sort of crowd hadn't been seen at that stage uh, you know, pre-Bulls, uh, a Jersey game for some for some time. So, yeah, it was an incredibly proud sort of moment to to be there. And obviously, fantastic we got off to to a winning start as as well. But it was a good, you know, it was a really good game to to watch as well. We we, we looked fairly comfortable at at two nil. They got a goal back and then. Uh, as is always the case uh, when it's when it's tight, you know it's uh, and particularly late on players getting leggy, it got open and uh, there was a few chances. Ewan pulled off a great save to to keep us in towards the the end. So yeah, it was a really you know exciting day and a and a good day and, and, and nice to get off to a winning start always. And then in the summer we went to Yorkshire. Um, when did that idea first come across? Like when did you feel like you were ready to go over. I think we'd been looking for a, a, a competition, um, you know, a, um, a tournament-style format, and um, obviously we'd built the relationship with Yorkshire. That you know, good guys off the field there that are, are behind that. We wanted to, um, you know, we wanted to be involved when they moved to the idea of hosting one. They're a bit more advanced in their their journey, um, a bit more established. They've got a lot of support locally from a number of. Of ground, so we knew they were credible, and and we you know we wanted to be in, involved. So that that came you know fairly early on in 2019 that they were keen to to do that, and you know we we obviously jumped at the opper opportunity. We knew the boys here wanted to play some games off Ireland as well, so it was um, yeah it was an, a, a really nice one for us to to get involved with. That weekend, obviously, I was there, so. It was a fantastic weekend. Good to see the boys playing different players. This was prior Bulls as well because it was the first time they got off Ireland. And just how good was that weekend from your point of view? I think it was. Um, yeah, it was a tough weekend in the in the run up to it for for James and I from a perspective of um, you know the Heritage Cup didn't go quite quite as planned organisationally in in the run up with. With the teams changing, um, but once we'd got kind of got there and got um, got the boys over, I think it, you know, it pretty much um, it couldn't have gone too much better. Uh, it's frustrating to lose a game one nil where you've had had chances both, you know, both early on. We had a a really early chance where we could have gone ahead right at the start of the game, uh, and even after we'd conceded, um, you know, Luke Watson it almost got us. Got us level um, at the death, um, but yeah, to I think it was ninety ninety third minute or something. Uh, it's it's heartbreaking when you you know, put all that effort into lose. But from a you know players bonding perspective for uh, you know blooding um, some of the younger players as as well. You know Thomas Harris got a, got a hat trick against Che Goss on his debut. Uh, you know as a, getting the group of lads to away together. Um, you know, it was brilliant. It was a good, um, it was a good trip. And you know, from a off the field perspective, you know, yourself, um, 
yeah, Matt, um, James, myself, AD, um, you know, it, Johnny Seller, you know, all, all, you know, first time we've all worked together and gone away together as well. And that, you know, that worked really, really well too. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a really nice trip. And I, I, you know, on a personal level, as, as you know, I, I lost my dad um, the, the week before um, and it was, um, yeah, probably still a bit shell-shocked at the time and it was definitely a nice, uh, <laughs> definitely a nice distraction for, for me at the time. Uh, this weekend, we've hosted Kanifa here in Jersey for their AGM. How has this weekend been for Parachute of Jersey? It's been really important for a for a number of reasons. I think firstly, um, it's great for the islands because people have come in from literally all over the world for, for the AGM. Um, and we've brought in a lot of people who wouldn't have come at a time when the island is generally more more quiet, which brings money into the island, brings a, you know big benefits to the island. Some of the people have gone off looking around Elizabeth Castle this afternoon. People have gone off and had food and drinks out in the local establishments. Um, it, people have come over and seen um, seen Jersey and what it's got to to offer. So from a, a showcasing what we've we've got to people, it's been great. The facilities of the ground are fantastic, and we've you know we've hosted a very successful AGM and, and World Cup draw. So that that's really important. I think secondly, the opportunity to to take people on a on a short tour that we've done to showcase the facilities we've got, both from a, a hospitality and and a hotel perspective, and an off the field perspective in terms of what the the grounds that we've we've got can offer in terms of the clubhouse and the corporate facilities uh that we have potential to be a future tournament hosts uh, as well and i think you know thirdly uh, just kind of raising our profile within the generally within the Kanifa community for all those reasons it's been in, incredibly good and yeah we've we've just had the world cup draw um, broadcast live from from Jersey. I mean that's that's fantastic, and we know that that uh, we haven't. It's too soon to know the figures yet, but we know that it goes out to a substantial amount of of people, and that's great for great for parishes and great for the island. You touch on it. Is hosting a tournament here in Jersey what the main what one of the aims are? I think James and I would certainly like to do that at some stage, whether that's a Euros or a World Cup. That's that's something on our, our agenda. Whether we can uh, pull that off, we certainly know we've got the facilities, but there's a huge financial cost and there's a big organisational effort involved with that. But yeah, I think we'd be lying if we said that wasn't something that was of, was of interest to, to us. And hopefully it's something, I think Jersey is very good at embracing sport and sports tourism. And there's a big benefit potentially for the island in, in, in hosting something like that. So I think... Um, it's something we've got to go away and, and talk about and re- reflect upon what's happened over over this weekend. But yeah, definitely it's something we we would be keen to do at some stage. Uh, going back to the World Cup draw, the World Cups this summer, how, how are you going to prepare knowing the teams that you're going to play now? I think the draw you know, the draw's been interesting because we've got there's some teams in there we've got some experience with. We we know we know about Punjab. Uh, we know they're a very good side. That you know, I'm pretty sure that will be a tight, a tight game with, with them. We know what Chagos have got to offer. 
Um, and, and we know that they'll be better than the team that we beat quite convincingly at Harrogate. Um, they've, they've got a new manager in, they're training and playing more regularly and getting stronger. Um, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll provide a, a you know, more competitive game uh, for sure. Um, we don't know much about Kurdistan, but we know that, uh, that they're a very sort of professional setup, um, that yeah, equivalent sort of semi-professional uh, over over there. Uh, they'll be strong. Um, it's going to be difficult to scout. I'm not going to lie, um, but we'll you know we'll try and do what we can to to find out more about them and prepare for for them. But yeah, that that this is kind of the beauty. This is what we want to be. In it's you know good quality opposition, strong competition, and yeah, my view is you go to tournaments and, and you prepare to try and win them, and you you know you go and if you are going to win them, you are going to win them by beating the best sides along the the way. So I've heard one or two people refer to our group as the the group of death, but you know you don't you don't win ma- you know major tournaments without beating the good sides in there. If we can't beat the good sides, then we won't win the tournament. It's as simple as that. So, yeah, sometimes there's a benefit to having, uh, uh, you know, being in the strong group because you get momentum. You know, if you can win your games in the group and get out of the group, you get momentum early on and you're you're conditioned to play in the, the better sides and you take that in. Sometimes it can look good to have a soft group, but you, know, you get out of it easily, but then you get into the into the tougher games and you, you can't, you know, can't, can't step up the gear to, to cope with it. So, um, yeah, it'll be tough, but that, this is what we're in it for. Do you think we could win it? Do we have the quality to win it? And who do you think would be the most important players in our team who could win it for us? Oh, that's a great question. I, I, I'll take that in two parts. So, can we, can we win it? Yeah, absolutely. If I, you know, if I didn't believe that, you know, we shouldn't be going. Um, we, yeah, we, yeah, we can win it. Um, I, yeah. We're certainly not shooing to win it. There's probably, I'd say, of 16 teams, there's probably six or seven that would go saying the same thing, thinking that they've, you know, they've got they've got a chance of winning it. I'd say probably people would not want to play us. I would say there are probably a lot of teams that would would want to want to avoid us um, in in both group stages and and if knockouts, if we progress to that stage I'd say we're probably seen as a, a dark horse we certainly aren't favourites for the tournament there's some strong teams in there but we'll probably be one that uh, hasn't you know we haven't been to a major tournament before so people will be looking at us look at some of our our results and performances and looking at the setup and you know what what's what's gone on behind the scenes and and saying that you know they're going to be a difficult team if we have to come against them so I think in terms of players, uh, yeah, we've got, you know, we've got some really strong, strong lads. Uh, yeah, Luke Watson obviously is a standout player at the the Heritage Cup, and uh, yeah, continues to be a driving force on the pitch here. We don't know whether Jack Boyle will be um, fit enough yet and recover from his injury, but uh, yeah, his quality is a, a well known. He's somebody that can can pull something out of the bag and. And win matches and unlock things, uh, but yeah, we've got we've got a lot of we've got a lot of quality all over the picture. Uh, you know, for me, um, Luke Campbell's a Rolls Royce of a, a defender. Um, you know, Ewan's somebody who, in my opinion, should be playing uh, semi-professional football in the UK at a high level. He's got he's got that quality. 
Yeah, Carl Hines has has banged in the goals for us. Uh, yeah, we've got we've got good players all over the park, and we've got a nice range of of youth and, and experience. So, um, I think we've got I think we've got a strong squad. And that, yeah, James, you know, ultimately will decide who he wants to take. But yeah, these he's got some good boys to choose from. And finally, beyond the World Cup, what are the plans for Parachute of Jersey? I think we're kind of taking it each step at a time. I think the the kind of the big thing for us has been to to get to the the World Cup and 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 have prep games for that, which is is done. I, I think the the medium term aim then would be to play more. Um, small team competitions and look to play a Euros in 2021, um, and and be involved with with that as well. I I think uh, Kinef is still evolving. Uh, it's um, yeah, still a relatively young organisation, so some of it's about kind of seeing how what what pans out and then what we can get get involved in. Um, I'm a great believer in you. You should have a longer term plan and be you know be looking ahead and and have ideas, but but actually, yeah, there's a, there's a huge focus at the moment on you know getting to the World Cup and going going there. And you know, I think yeah we've got some longer term longer term vision there. But yeah, the, James and I have sort of managed to grab half an hour to, today, and 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 all the chat was about well, what we're we going to do for the World Cup. You know, what's the plans for that? What how you know bits of prep we want to do? Talking about certain players, um, talking talking about. Um, you know the the facilities there, the, where the game's going to be held, things that we can do to improve our chances. It, it's yeah, it's all focused now on on that. That was really insightful of James Blow, and hopefully the boys can go out to North Macedonia and do the island proud by bringing back the Kanifa World Cup. Sportscast Jersey, the voice of island sport. I also spoke to different Kanifa officials over the course of the weekend. Who is what they had to say? Yeah, I'm Sabrina. I'm the chairwoman of the Chagas Football Association. Uh, uh, I'm here. I'm representing the Chagas uh, Islanders. Uh, my dad is from the Chagas Island. Those people have been uprooted for their own country, so they are not allowed to return back home. But for me, Kanifa, when we approach Shasha, uh, we explain about everything, so... He told me to just uh, apply for the membership and then we can be in. So in 2014, we applied for the membership and in 2016, we were in the first CONIFA World Cup in Abkhazia, which I'm very happy. Even we lost uh, all our match, but for me, especially for me, it's an experience uh, for our country to let people know about the Chagos struggle and the Chagos people because most of them don't know about the history of the Chagosian community. But since we have been in Konifa, we met many people and they are so friendly and especially for me, I like the way Konifa is doing. Especially, I, I will never finish to thank Shasha and Persanders for what they have been doing for the Chagos Island. But so, would you say just being out there and giving the guys a chance to play football is the most important thing about being part of this Kanifa community. Yeah, obviously, I'm, I don't come from Shagos, so I come from purely a football background, and initially when I took the job, it was quite clear Sabrina was going to do the political side of the story and I'll do the football side of the story. However, 
any human being, when you get to know the boys, when you get to learn the story, you watch the documentaries, it sort of it becomes a little bit ingrained in you, and you do, you, you're a lot closer to the people, you're a lot closer, like all the boys now, I treat them like, they're like, they're all my boys, like Sabrina does, me and Sabrina do call them, they're our boys now, so... For me, obviously, the political side of the thing it is it's quite clo- it's it is quite close to me now as well. Even though I do concentrate on just the football, I think it's a massive platform for Kanifa is a massive platform for them to sort of raise the profile of the Shade of Silence. Even though it's been a lot in the news recently, Kanifa gives it just another platform to springboard even higher up. And so many teams know about us now; it's sort of just getting ridiculous, isn't it? Um, so. You've been in Jersey for the AGM this weekend and the draw today was today. What are your reactions to the draw? Uh, the draw is, without, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, it's the, toughest, it's the toughest group. I personally think it's the toughest group. Um, obviously we played Parishes of Jersey, we played Punjab, Kurdistan. I've heard a few stories in the room but they're just out there an unexpected quantity no one knows what to what we might get from them we might get a really unbelievable team we might not get as strong a team so we're just going to prepare obviously we know Jersey we know Punjab quite well I know a lot of the Jersey players play in the UK so that's going to be based on my scouting mission for the next six months or next three or four months so I'll be watching a lot of the Jersey players um, Punjab we know a lot about Kurdistan just don't know what to expect what are your goals for the tournament my goal initially, when went before, well, when I took the job, so before the World Cup, before we qualified, before the draw, my from a footman perspective is just to get Shagos out of the group, and then we'll reevaluate it. I'm not, I don't live in a fairyland. I'm not going to say, oh, we're going to win the World Cup because the budgets we're up against, the FAs we're up against, and some of the support people get for their FAs are like ten times what we get. We just get. The good thing about Shagos is we're becoming a lot better known now. A lot of media wants to follow us. A lot of people know about our profile, helping us raise money and stuff like that. So with that, obviously, comes professionalising the team a little bit. We've obviously a lot of kit sponsors, a lot of like partners for the World Cup. So things are going in the right direction and training, venues, matches, kit-wise, we're a lot more professional. So yeah, going forward, it's, the future's a lot brighter for Shagos FA. Um, coming to the AGM and seeing everyone again is it like a big family Kanifa? Yes for me it is it's a big family because uh, we speak to each other we have a group group chat for the Kanifa but we speak with, with uh, each other for me yes it's, a, it's like a family uh, Finally what have you thought of Jersey? Could Jersey potentially hold a tournament one day I think so yeah I lo- I've never been to Jersey before obviously I'm from the UK I've been to some other islands but Jersey is a we had a little walk around yesterday didn't we a little walk around on Friday night so yeah it's a beautiful island I think it's one of the few countries in Kanifa that's perfectly set up to host a, I think a World Cup as opposed to a European Cup so yeah it's really nice a lovely really clean island so we're going to go and have a mooch around now and see how much of the island we can really see Right, um, yeah, name's Andrew Bragg, rec- uh, representing Kerno FA, which is the Cornwall national team. Um, we actually joined, we've been in Kenefa for a year. Um, the project was started three years ago by myself and Jason. Um, got it all together, started the company, or started Kerno FA in October 2018. Applied to join Kenefa, got voted in the same day as one of our group opponents, the Australians, which is... Uh, Quite coincidental. Yeah. Um, yeah, just absolutely love Kanifa. It's, it's a football family. Yeah. 
So, you know, it's something that the world of football needs rather than all the corruption you get with FIFA and UEFA. So, yeah. How important is it to get the smaller nations' places to get involved in world tournaments in football as well? Yeah, obviously this is exactly what Kanifa was set up for. Um, people who are ruled by other people um, and, and the teams they bring in from around the world, like Matabeleland, um, I mean, we play Barawa, Chagos Islands, what you call the smaller, less wealthy um, countries involved to see them turn up and get to World Cup, which is a very expensive expedition, um, is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, the draw was today. How how are you feeling after it? Absolutely buzzing. Hairs on the back of my neck was up as the draw was going. We knew we were in pot three before it was made. Um, we got Mapuche from South America. We have Matabeleland from Africa. We have the Australians from Oceania, obviously, and then ourselves. So, um, such coincidence this morning. Jason, our chairman, we've, we've got an apartment. And um, he woke up this morning and then he had oasis all around the world in his head. So we put that on this morning before we left here, blasted it out, and then we get here and we get the only group that is actually all around the world. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely class. And that just shows uh, what you can get in Kanifa, isn't it? Just yeah. playing against people that you might not know much about from everywhere. Yeah, it definitely is. It's the whole idea. I mean, we've been very fortunate. We've um, played in the warm-up games and qualifying games. We've played Barawa from Somalia. We've had the Chagos Islands, both from Cape down to Cornwall. Um, and, and it teaches you about different culture. Because in Cornwall, uh, obviously, we're at the bottom of England. And it's you don't see a lot of different cultures down there. It's not multicultural like your big cities like London and everything, you know? So... And the Cornish are very proud of their own culture anyway. But, I mean, yeah, these games are going to be so colourful. Um, I mean, obviously, Matt Bailey Lamb were at the 2018 in London and apparently they set the place alight. Their supporters really had it going on. So, yeah, we're hoping to take some of our own lads over there. Um, You know, maybe take a choir or a brass band or something. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever can afford to come over. Um, But when we play our home games, we've got our own anthem. We've got a choir called the Press Gang that come and sing it live on the pitch before the game. Yeah. So it's, it's the whole Kanifa experience that goes on. How backed is it back home? Oh, really supported, really. Um, the football community are, are right behind it. They were a bit, not sceptical, but they, they didn't really know what it was at first. But because we've been going 18 months now, um, and, and all the top players in Cornwall that play in Cornwall, the ones left in Cornwall, they've been involved and that's our team. Yeah. yeah. So obviously... Other players look and go, oh, the top players, they're all in the squad. Yeah, yeah. This must be good. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, they, they go and watch. And, um, yeah, we have crowds, 350 um, for the games, um, which in Cornwall's about average for the top-level uh, football there is going on. But um, also we get a lot of attention from the Cornish media, the Cornish press, uh, Cornish radio. Um, we've got a Cornish speaking radio station down there, um, which Jason's uh, chairman's been on a couple of times. Um, yeah, it's just spreading. There's people who want um, uh, Cornwall to be its own country. Okay. Nationalist Cornish, I suppose you would call them. And they are right behind us. Uh, if you go on our website, everything is in English and Cornish. Yeah, yeah. So we have translators at, 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 at our games. Pretty much we do a press conference. And there's a guy there who translate who actually translates some of it into Cornish as we're speaking. Class. So yeah, yeah, they're absolutely loving it. I think 
they'll get right behind us as well. Now we're going to the World Cup. Now they know that we've we've qualified. We're there. We're in the draw. Now, obviously, we've got the fundraising to go, which is, you know, it is what it is. But it's all part of football. Whether whatever level you do football, at, you need you need sponsorship money to, to make it operate. Yeah. So you know, this is the journey we're on now. Between now and May, it'll be getting the sponsorship in, getting all the players ready, getting everything right. You know what I mean? Because yeah, so yeah. when we go there, we, we give ourselves the best chance. Of, of getting as far as we can. Obviously, everyone who's going there wants to win it. Yeah. You know, it's football. There's no point in going if you, you don't think you're going to. But, um, yeah, so we want to give our players the best opportunity and the best platform to uh, show off their skills. Do you think you can win it? There's some very strong teams in there. I tell you, some very, very strong teams in there. But um, there's something about Cornwall. When, when the players put on those shirts, they step up two or three levels. Um, when the Cornish rugby teams used to get to Twickenham in, in, in the county finals, there used to be like 30,000 Cornishmen there. Yeah. Whereas if if it wasn't Cornwall, if it was the other teams, you'd be down 5,000. Yeah. So that's the difference of support that Cornwall can get. Yeah. Um, finally, a little word on Jersey being here this weekend. Have you enjoyed your weekend? Absolutely amazing. Jersey, perfect host, I'd say. Um, I know they're looking to put a bid together for the 2021 uh, Euros in Kenefa and they have our full backing from Kerno. Um, people really friendly, facilities amazing, set out very professionally. Everything is just perfect, I would say. My name is Cassie Wattell and I am Media and Communications Director for Kenefa. I first got involved with the organisation in February 2018. So I've been a part of the group for nearly two years now and I've been Media and Communications Director for just over a year. Um, for those who might not know about Kenefa as much as people who are involved, what is it and how special is it? So Kenefa stands for the Confederation of Independent Football Associations and we basically represent peoples who don't have a home in essence, um, they don't have a home in traditional football so they might not be part of FIFA or UEFA but sometimes it's more than that, sometimes it's about people who literally are homeless, homeless refugees such as Darfur or people who feel that they're not represented by the traditional um, footballing organisations so our members such as Kurnow which is Cornwall, um, they obviously have a place in the English FA, but they don't feel represented culturally by that. But also people who um, may have, you know, political issues such as Tibet who um, aren't represented, they feel, and, and, and a part of Kanifa because of that. So what's special about Kanifa is we give these people a home, a place to play football, a place to celebrate their own cultures and identities. This weekend you've been in Jersey for the AGM. How has that been for the whole uh, community? So every year we have our annual annual general meeting, um, which obviously is really important for Kanifa as an organisation because we all get to come together, um, we all get to meet, discuss the future of the group, discuss the way we want to go. We, we perform some important um, functional and constitutional duties such as voting on the executive committees, and it's a great place to just meet people that you don't always have a chance to be in the same room with. We do a lot of our business by Skype or WhatsApp or Slack. And 
just to be in the same room with people really does bring us together as an organisation. Um, you've been in Jersey this weekend. How good has it been coming here? How impressed has the Hawkenifa community been of the island? So Jersey is um, a fantastic place to come. Um, it's beautiful. There's so much history here. Um, it's amazing to feel part of a, an island community, which um, actually kind of represents a lot of what Kanifa stands for, sort of proud heritage and, uh, you know, sort of standing alone and things like that. So um, there is a sort of symbiotic relationship between Jersey and Kanifa, I think. Um, and the facilities are amazing. Um, you know, the hotel where we've been having the AGM is beautiful. The staff have been wonderful, literally um, could not have done enough for us. And we've stayed in some lovely hotels, had some great food. Um, the whole experience has been wonderful, actually. Do you think that there could be a tournament one day here? If there was, I'd be really happy to come back. Um, I think that the infrastructure is wonderful. You've obviously got some great stadiums, a really strong footballing heritage, which um, we all recognise and can see with teams like the Jersey Bulls doing so well at the moment. Um, if we did come back here, I'd be more than happy. Uh, North Macedonia this summer, though. Uh, how exciting is that? We've done the draw today. What's the most exciting group for you? Oh, well, I think it's um, it's going to be an amazing tournament. Um, obviously, Republic of North Macedonia is an incredible country, a lot of history, a lot of culture there. Um, we're going to be based in Skopje, the capital. So I'm really looking forward to going to see um, some incredible football in what looks to be a beautiful country. Um, in terms of the draw, I think we've got a couple of really key groups, um, probably Group A, I'm going to say is the group of death, which obviously is Parishes of Jersey group. So that's going to be interesting. You've got some really strong teams there with Kurdistan playing and Panjab and also Chagos Islands, who obviously have a whole backstory accompanying them. So there's going to be some really emotive and incredible matches played in that group. I think that's going to be the really tough group, actually. Do you have any early predictions of a winner at all? Oh, well, I probably think, hmm, I, I've got to be neutral because I can't really support anybody. Um, just looking at the form, obviously, um, if Carpitalia can make it there, um, they're a really tough kind of team, very physical, very strong. South Ossetia, who we saw play in the European Football Cup last year in 2019, who were the, the champions of Europe, they are a really great team to watch play. But I think the great thing about um, Kanifa tournaments is there's normally a dark horse that you don't expect. So that could be Parishes of Jersey. You obviously have a lot of experience, a lot of experienced players. Um, I think a couple of others to watch might be Kurnow, who are really sort of determined and physical. And also um, Tamil Elam, who are a really strong team as well. So a couple of, you know, a couple of difficult teams there, I think. So yeah, whatever happens, it's going to be a great tournament. A big thanks to those guys for their time over the last weekend for speaking to me. I wish them all the best and I look forward to seeing Cassie and the rest of the media team in North Macedonia. Thank you to everybody that has listened to the episode. It really does mean a lot. Please like, share and retweet. See you next time. Sportscast Jersey, the voice of violent sport.